If you love great olive oil, do I have a deal for you? As one of my listeners, you're entitled to receive for $1, listen to this, for just $1, a $39 bottle of one of the world's finest artisanal olive oils. And what makes this oil really special? It was just fresh pressed at the new harvest, so it's bursting with more harvest fresh flavor any olive oil you've ever tasted. It's yours for just one buck to help cover shipping as your introduction to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. And there's no obligation to buy anything now or ever. But what exactly is fresh pressed olive oil? And why is it so much more flavorful than store-bought olive oil? The problem with store-bought olive oils is that they can sit on store shelves for months, even years, growing stale or even rancid. The olive, after all, is a fruit. And olive oil is similar to a fruit juice in that it's much more flavorful when fresh pressed. And that's what's unique about oils from my friends at the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. They rush their oil direct to your door by plane and special delivery truck straight from the latest harvest. This means that you, your family, and lucky guests can enjoy top-of-the-line artisanal olive oils at their peak of harvest-fresh flavor and nutritional value. This is great news for us low-carb lovers because pure, fresh-pressed olive oil has zero carbs. Zero carbs! It adds whole layers of amazing flavor to your favorite low-carb dishes, your roasted vegetables, healthy salads, grilled meats, delicate fish, toasted nuts. Oh yeah! I can tell you from personal experience, once you try this fresh-pressed olive oil, you'll never go back to store-bought again. Try it yourself and see. For your 39 bottle for a buck, go to jimmyoliveoil.com. That's jimmyoliveoil.com. One more time, jimmyoliveoil.com. Are you an athlete who eats a low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diet? Then let me introduce you to GoKetoAthlete.com. It's your one-stop source to find books, articles, movies, podcasts, and a member's blog all about maximizing your athletic performance using the keto lifestyle. GoKetoAthlete.com is set to become the world's largest directory of resources and expert knowledge on all things keto for that weekend warrior and elite competitor alike. They do this by cataloging the unique and collective experiences of its members all in one place. Start your free trial today and become a member of this rapidly growing community of like-minded athletes. Get yours at GoKetoAthlete.com and be sure to use the coupon code LLDLC at checkout to receive a complimentary 60-day membership to try it out for yourself. GoKetoAthlete.com are you looking for an online store that would have all your ketogenic products in one place? Then let me introduce you to OneStopKeto.com. Once you get there, you'll see personally selected products by me, and they do have the largest selection of keto-friendly products. There are no membership fees, and you'll get free shipping on all orders over $99. Use the coupon code KETOTALK for an additional special discount for listeners of Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc. They ship to the U.S. and Canada, and they have five-star amazing customer service. If you have any questions and looking for specific products, they are there for you. So head on over to OneStopKeto.com. 
The information and opinions provided here are for educational purposes only and are not intended to provide individual medical advice. Material conversations and statements found herein are not intended as and does not substitute for a personalized doctor-patient relationship. You are listening to Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc. Featuring veteran health podcaster Jimmy Moore and Surprise Arizona family physician Dr. Adam Nally. They are here answering the most pressing questions about a low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diet. Visit our website, ketotalk.com. And now, it's time for Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc. Here's Jimmy and Adam. Hey, hey, guys, we're back here with episode 56 of Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc. Visit our website. It's ketotalk.com. And we're here each and every Thursday bringing you the latest and greatest information all about low carb, moderate protein, high fat ketogenic diets. And my name is Jimmy Moore. I'm here with my good buddy, my pal. He is Adam Nally, Dr. Adam Nally. What's up, Adam? Hello, Jimmy. And hello, all you ketonians out there. I hope all is well with all of you. All is well, all is well. You know, I have to sing when I'm kind of loopy, and I'm very loopy today. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's That could be good and bad. It's good and bad. At least it's not drug-induced loopiness. I'm just loopy naturally. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to tell you, Low Carb Breckenridge was really awesome. A lot of people were asking, where's the doc? Where's the doc? I'm like, the doc has to be a doc every once in a while. So... <laughs> Yeah, I actually have to see some patients. They they get upset. The, the more I travel, the more my regular patients get upset with me and say, "Why are you gone?" Yes, just wait till you and I come out with our book later this year. You're going to be gone a lot. <laughs> but um, we'll yeah, low carb Breckenridge was truly amazing. Uh, those conferences are always fun, not just for the lectures. You know, you and I both know those lectures probably as good as the lecturers for the most part. You learn a few nuggets here and there, but the general information uh, is pretty much out there on podcasts and, and other places. But the thing that's cool is the camaraderie that you get kind of seeing the Ketonians in person. And we saw that truly on full display in Breckenridge. Well, that's exciting. And I'm, I'm sorry I had to miss it, but but that's really cool to see. And I've always loved, enjoyed going and seeing them. And actually, that's the fun part is... Um, you know, I, I heard uh, I heard uh, um, somebody say there are really three things that are important with uh, with a person. It's your your faith, your family, and your fans. Yes. And, and in this case, that's that's really the the fun part is being able to rub shoulders with those people that we we that we answer questions with all the time, but also yes. really get to see them in person. And what's fun for me is I'm I'm such a hugger. That's like a Southern culture thing. I hug everybody, and so you know you say. I want to hug, you know, and so it's it's kind of fun to do that. And so if you ever meet me in a conference, I'm going to ask you for a hug. I promise you. <laughs> oh, he will, too. And Jimmy gives big old bear hugs. So how many hugs did I give in Tampa when, when we were there? It was a, a million and a, I did a million more at Breckenridge. So come I on the low carb cruise. We'll hug in. you all week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the doc and I will be together on the low carb cruise. There still is a few more slots if you want to join us, lowcarbcruiseinfo.com. But let's get to today's show. We could jibber jabber forever, but today's show. But before we get started, um, did you hear about Unilever? They're the makers of the I can't believe it's not butter, but I can uh, product. They have a brand new name. They're changing the name, Adam, from I can't believe it's not butter to I can't believe it's so good for everything. 
What the? <laughs> somebody's somebody's uh, marketing people needs to have their head examined. That's the strangest name I've ever heard. And and I, but I, I I suspect that they see the writing on the wall in regards to their product and the the swing that the people are starting to move back to. We're realizing that real butter is actually really good for you. Well, and the fact that real butter sales are so high right now, I think they feel like, uh oh. We need to change the name because people don't want to believe it's not butter because they like butter. (laughs) Oh, exactly. (laughs) And speaking of butter, one other thing that's happened in this past week uh, with butter. Did you see what happened in Wisconsin where they pulled out a 1970s law to declare that Kerrygold butter, the grass fed butter that we all love here in the keto community, they actually have banned it from being sold in the state of Wisconsin using a an, an antiquated 1970s law that said that Wisconsin state officials have the right to, you know, give classifications for various dairy products and it has to be grade A certified by the state of Wisconsin. Well, Kerrygold hasn't gotten such uh, you know, that kind of classification even though you and I both know it's probably much higher quality than pretty much every kind of butter that they sell. That, that shocked me when I read that. I was just like, uh, I thought it was I, an I, onion any, story at first. I was like this. No well, way. I, I did too. I, I, when I saw this article, it was actually, I was actually shocked and thought those, all those poor people in, in Wisconsin who are trying to follow a low carb diet and they can't access real good, but good quality butter. Well, that and truth be told, that move. is dairy land. I mean, they do have good quality dairy in Wisconsin, but there's people that would prefer maybe grass fed butter, which is what Kerrygold is. And they probably sell it locally. I, I, I almost wondered when I first saw the news story, I was like, I wonder if the dairy farmers in uh, Wisconsin were like, wait a minute, why are they selling more of this imported butter when we've got great butter here in the state of Wisconsin? So I, at first, that's what I thought it was, but it had nothing to do with that. Oh, very, very likely. But, but yeah, it, it's, it came off this old law. But but that's the interesting thing about some of the uh, the regulation that you're starting to see is is that some of this regulation can can drive some really silly um, uh, dietary approaches, which has been part of the challenge for 50 years. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, the people of Wisconsin are caught in the crosshairs of this right now. So uh, hang in there, Wisconsin. Hop on over to Illinois. I'm sure they got plenty of Kerrygold butter. I I wonder if there's going to be like little butter border patrol now right on the on the (laughs) on the line of like Wisconsin and Illinois and people coming across the border to pick up their butter. And (laughs) the border, the border, the border checks will start checking your car for butter. You know, we laugh about that, but that's exactly what they do with raw milk. Uh, It's legal here in South Carolina, uh, raw dairy. Uh, you, you know, we have a lot of people come down from North Carolina or up from Georgia and, and when they cross over the border, there's police officers that will pull them over and make them pour it out if it's like raw milk or whatever, uh, or dispose of it. So yeah, they take this stuff seriously, man. And we're talking about food at the end of the day. It's food. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. So a special thank you to Karen, Deborah, and another Karen. The second Karen says, thank you guys for all the geeky information. See, that's all you, Doc. Uh, I am a better dietitian because of it. And your books are awesome, Jimmy. Keto on. So thank you guys for that. And if you'd like to give a donation to Keto Talk, head on over to paypal.me slash Keto Talk. You can make a donation of any amount to help keep us on the air. And you can also go to ketotalk.com. And once you're there, click on the donate button and it helps us out. So thank you guys very much. 
All right, so let's hop right into the show, Doc, because today uh, the first question wasn't actually submitted to us, but it was in a Singapore newspaper called The Straits Times, and it was from a 17-year-old ketonian. So check this out. Check out this question. I am 17. I've been on a ketogenic, low-carb, high-fat diet for a week. The results have already been great so far. I've been losing weight steadily, and this has been very encouraging. However, I've heard that people gain 10 kilos more than their starting weight when they quit the diet. And even though they did not overeat, they were unable to shed those extra kilos. So do you think it's possible to stay on the ketogenic diet and still eat carbs, though not as much as before, without gaining weight? So I thought that was an interesting question. It was submitted to this uh, uh, expert named Dr. Lamb. And Dr. Lamb gave uh, some interesting (laughs) advice, but not very encouraging advice. What did you think about it, uh, Adam? Well, I was kind of surprised because he said that he said, you know, as, as many people who don't understand the diet say, oh, that's not sustainable. Um, that, that's a bunch of bunk. Uh, and those of us that have been on this for years and years know that it is very sustainable and it's actually very satiating. We were filled up all the time. So that's not it's that's not a, a true. You're not issue. depriving yourself of one whole food group group. I've heard that one a million times. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> How could you avoid donuts for the rest of your life? How well, I get to eat bacon. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, bacon yeah. cures all bacon, bacon or, or sausage. It cures it all. So you're, mm-hmm. you're pretty good. Um, the challenge that, you know, that is asked here is, is, you know, do do you regain more weight after, after a ketogenic diet? You know, what I, what I see in my office, because I treat weight, weight loss all the time is that people will rebound their weight, uh, with any dietary approach they make when they shift back to the standard American diet. Now, one of the things that I find with a ketogenic diet is because people become comfortable with the use of fat in their diet, if they fall off the wagon and they rebound, oh, they um, keep the fat oftentimes with they the keep carbs. the fat with the carbs. Yes. And so you may see some additional weight gain if you, you know, if you return to the standard American diet. It's interesting when you look at someone who eats the standard American diet, they're, they're, most people eating the standard American diet are at some point in time saying, well, I'm going to avoid the fat. And they're, and they're doing things to, to limit fat. And so they are having some caloric limitation, yeah. even though they feel like they're eating normally. Although there may be some that don't do that, but many do. That's what I commonly see. But when you follow a ketogenic diet and you become comfortable with the use of fat, then you're more likely to use it. And if you fall off the wagon and then you're going to probably end up eating, um, you know, both carbohydrate and fat together. So there may be some increased weight gain uh, beyond where you were at before. But Which is a dastardly the, the combination, point, by the way. <laughs> It is. It actually is. But the point is that, that this is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. And that's that's the biggest thing I try to integrate into my patients and my practice is, is this is a lifestyle. I want you to look at it as a lifestyle of eating, not 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 a diet. You're not going to do this for six months and then stop. You, right. know, you have to realize we're changing the way you look at food. We're changing the way you use food and we're changing your fuel source. And I was shocked that Dr. Benjamin Lamb did not tell this 17 year old ketonian, oh, my gosh, you've been doing this a week and you already feel great, um, have lost weight and and had so many like positive signs. If I was Dr. Lamb and I don't know who this guy is from Adam, Adam Nally or any other Adam, uh, you know, I would have said, you know, hey, it's working for you. Why would you stop it? It just, you know, I, I guess everybody's like in diet mentality. It's something you go on, something you go off so you can get back to eating the way you were. Well, if you were doing well with how you were eating before, you would have never gone on the ketogenic diet to begin with. So, yeah, I, I was disappointed, but 
We gave you better uh, advice, 17-year-old Ketonian. Didn't give a name, so I'm not sure who that is. But I hope they listen to our show and and find this answer because it sounds like they're doing an incredible job. They just needed encouragement. And unfortunately, Dr. Lamb did not provide that. Very true. Yep. All right. Well, let's get to the study portion of the show before we get to our main questions that we're featuring here today. And this study... (laughs) I couldn't help myself, Adam. We have to address this. The headline from the independent uh, newspaper, Pasta Lovers Are Healthier and Eat Less Fat, study says. And so uh, it, it goes on to describe that a new study that was presented at the Obesity Society's annual meeting in November said those who indulge in everyone's favorite Italian staple, pasta, tend to have healthier diets than those who Uh, Don't eat it at all. But wait, there's more. Researchers from Nutritional Strategies also compared data collected from the Inhane study and found that pasta eaters also tend to eat less saturated fat and added sugar. Uh, Now, they say, uh, you know, compare the data. That's actually what was that called? Observational study where they kind of do a cohort of different studies and just kind of make observations out of that. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And so in comparison to the carb shunning counterparts, which is most of us ketonians, those who eat the pasta have a better intake of essential vitamins and minerals like folate and dietary fiber. And so the registered dietitian says pasta can be an effective building block for good nutrition as it serves as the perfect delivery system for fruits, vegetables, lean meats, fish and legumes. So I was reading this one over and over again, Adam, and going, OK, how do they say this with a straight face? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, (laughs) it goes back to one of those things where you realize that if you have a food that really doesn't do what your food you want it to do, let's look at all the things that it possibly could do. You know, if you're eating your pasta because pasta is going to be fortified, you're going to get more folate and you're going to get more vitamin B. Um, And you're also going to probably eat your pasta with different vegetables because that's what you do. And many pasta dishes is... I, I, I've, I tell my wife and my, my kids, I said, the only reason, the only reason to eat chicken and turkey is because you, you have to have pasta with it. Otherwise you wouldn't normally eat it because yes, you don't, it's, it's, not, it's not as tasty. It's too dry. And so that's where you're going to end up eating leaner meats. It's actually the worst study I've ever seen. That's, that's the problem. Well, is the, and the way let, they let, let's at be this. honest about it. The National Pasta Association paid for it. <laughs> oh, they absolutely paid for it. It was, there's no, there's no vested interest there. Gee, is there? That was a surprise. <laughs> You know, they fund it. It gets published. They put this giant picture. Yeah, yeah. I, for those of you that haven't seen it, you've got to look at the picture Go of the guy eating. Click on the link, yes. Click on the link because you've got to see this guy eating this giant thing of pasta. It's, <laughs> it's quite impressive. I, I've seen him look at this and I'm thinking to myself, he's going to get cathed in five years for a really nice blockage in his main coronary artery. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's sad that this stuff gets out there in the mainstream because people – like you and I get tons of people sending, oh, see, pasta lovers, they're healthier and they eat less fat as if eating less fat makes you healthier. But, you know, all all of these kind of negative connotations about eating low carb, ketonians relax. (laughs) We're on the right side. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But uh, I thought that was a fun one to bring up here today on Keto Talk. But let's get to the featured questions of the day, because this is what real ketonians really want to know about not eating more pasta. So the first question is Dave from Toronto. Hi, Jimmy and the doc. I love your show, especially the experience that Dr. Nally has using keto with so many patients that he has worked with. I have a niece who was recently diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, and I was wondering if the doc has any experience with patients 
who have this condition and whether or not the ketogenic diet would help. Thanks, Dave from Toronto. So psoriatic arthritis, is this a common thing and does a ketogenic diet help with it? It actually does. Um, I have three patients that I can think of right offhand that have psoriatic arthritis. And this is basically psoriasis, which is a skin condition that's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a rash with a plaque on it that can be very debilitating uh, that actually is so significant that it starts causing destructive bone damage and arthritis like a rheumatoid type arthritis. It's, it's a, um, an autoimmune type disorder. Um, but what I've found is that uh, patients will get at least 50% improvement in overall pain, uh, and or the rash formation, uh, that that's very commonly associated with it. And, um, what what ends up you end up seeing that uh, the the increased omega three fatty acid intake or the linoleic acid that you take in actually improves the the uh, that you take with a, a ketogenic diet improves the cutaneous inflammation that you're going to get with it also so it, um, every patient that I've had with both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis uh, have had dramatic improvement it doesn't solve the problem yeah. but it, it notably improves the overall symptoms. So Dave, thanks for that question, and we're going to pause here for a quick sponsor. We'll be right back. Are you looking for high-quality supplements to complement your healthy, low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic lifestyle? Well, look no more as I've teamed up with ketogenic practitioner and my Keto Talk podcast co-host, Dr. Adam Nally, to create the Keto Living line of supplements. Go to ketoliving.com to see our first two items available for you, the Keto Essentials Multivitamin and the Berberine Plus Blood Sugar Control Formula. Dr. Nally himself hand-selected the key nutrients included in the Keto Essentials multivitamin, including vitamin D, methylated folate for those with the MTHFR gene mutation, vitamin B12, CoQ10, and so much more. And if you are concerned about elevated blood sugar and cholesterol levels, then check out our customized product called Berberine Plus, which combines the anti-inflammatory power of berberine with therapeutic levels of chromium and banaba leaf. And we're just getting started on the Keto Living brand of ketogenic-focused supplements in 2017, including the first-ever high-fat meal replacement powder to help you ditch those problematic protein powders coming soon. Go to ketoliving.com to get your hands on these exciting new supplements to enhance your ketogenic diet. Ketoliving.com they're back and better than ever at JimmyLovesFBomb.com. They are the F-Bomb company. Fat is smart fuel. They have made some incredible products for the ketogenic community, and they make keto easier. They have products that include coconut oil, macadamia nut oil, house blend, MCT oil, olive oil, avocado oil, macadamia nut butter with sea salt, macadamia nut butter without salt, coconut butter, macadamia nut butter blend. They also have salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. These are all available to you now at jimmylovesfbomb.com. And if you head on over there now and you use the coupon code jimmylovesfbomb, they'll give you 10% off of your first order. jimmylovesfbomb.com. Do you find it challenging to get organ meats into your healthy ketogenic lifestyle? Don't you wish you could get all the benefits of consuming these traditional superfoods chock full of nutrients without having to cook or eat them? 
Well, let me introduce you to the brand new grass-fed organ complex supplement from Paleo Valley, makers of the deliciously juicy grass-fed beef sticks. They use gently freeze-dried ingredients, including all grass-fed, grass-finished beef liver, heart, brain, and kidney to give you a flavorless, power-packed punch of nutrition you won't be able to replicate beyond eating all of these organ meats in your diet. Each bottle contains a 30-day supply of easy-to-swallow pills with no fillers or flow agents added. They're gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. Go to paleovalley.com slash LLVLC and use the coupon code LLVLC to get a generous 20% off your order. Try it today to get a 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee and see how you like the grass-fed organ complex for yourself. That's paleovalley.com slash LLVLC. We're back here with Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore in the Doc. Our website is ketotalk.com. My name is Jimmy Moore, the international best-selling author of Keto Clarity and the Ketogenic Cookbook. And I'm here with Dr. Adam Nally, who loves ketosis, don't you, brother? <laughs> oh, ab- oh, absolutely. I love ketosis. Because it's changed it's so your life fun. and your patient, tens of thousands of your patients' lives. So how can you not, right? Exactly. Well, you know, it, it, it's kept at least 100 pounds off of me, I'm sure. You know, that, that's the average that, that, that my family has, has gained because wow. of uh, significant uh, insulin resistance and diabetes. And so it's been a, a great blessing in my life and, and for thousands of my patients as well. Speaking of family, do you have anybody in your family that still resists this message? Uh, I told you about my mom and sister going keto finally after all these years that I've been talking about it uh, and and they just went and they're having great results so far since January 2nd. But what about you? Do you have any family members? You don't have to get real personal, but just anybody in general that you've been trying to help and they just don't want to listen because, oh, well, you're just the medical doctor. You don't really, you know, you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of family members that they'll end up, you know, they say, well, you're just doing that or that, that works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Or, or, or there's some family members that say, you know, I I know I need to change, but, um, you know, change is is a challenge and you have to come to that point in life where, where you realize, okay, I'm going to change it. I'm going to make some some mindset changes Yes, because there are some hurdles you have to get through. There are some, some cultural issues. There are some family issues. There are some tradition issues. Those things that you have to over, oh yeah, that you have to get past to do it. Um, Once you do, it's great, but everyone has to have that, I guess you call it a come to Jesus moment when you, when you realize, okay, I I have to make this change for my life. And there has to be a reason that you're doing it. And and if it's not there, um, it, it can be very difficult. And it's frustrating when you're the family member that has all of this knowledge and experience and success, and you can't even tell your own family. I know a lot of people listening right now are going, yep, that's my family too. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally, totally. Well, let's get back to the show. We're on the second featured question of the day, and this one's from Savannah. Savannah says, hey, Jimmy and Doc Muscles, I've got a question about using a keto diet to help support uh, someone uh, who is lowering their body fat percentage, uh, percentage, can you tell I haven't had a lot of sleep, <laughs> when they're already in the normal weight range. You guys often talk about keto diets in the context of someone who is currently overweight, obese, or suffering from disease. But what about those of us who simply want to achieve a leaner physique? Is the fat loss slower, and does it require lower intake of food 
extra exercise or something else. I'm very curious how a ketogenic diet could help me achieve my fat loss goals. I'm a five foot two female weightlifter, 135 pounds and a body fat percentage of 29%. I've been doing a strict ketogenic diet for the past month, so I'm anxious to hear your answer to my questions. Cheers, Savannah. So Savannah wants to know, can a ketogenic approach help lower body fat percentage for someone who is already at pretty normal weight? So the first thing out of my mouth was this with this when she talked about lowering intake of food, extra exercise. I think she's still thinking too much about calories and not realizing this is a hormonal hormonal issue like we've repeated over and over again on this show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Savannah, the, the, answer, the short answer is absolutely. Um, it's the best way to achieve leanness without killing yourself. And if you want to look for at a model um, who's been doing this for years is uh, like Tony Freeman. Yeah. He's a he's a bodybuilder who's he is um, buff, man. I've oh, met him in person and he's about dude is amazing. Hand off. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and he's he's done a true ketogenic uh, real food diet for over 10 years. Um, you know, he's interested in, in, in recently um, begun to use exogenous ketones as, as a, an alternate component too. But for, for 10 years, he did just real food. And he's one of those great um, role models for a ketogenic diet and for bodybuilding. Now, one of the things that you find as an athlete, uh, specifically Savannah, is that uh, – you know, re- restricting fat isn't going to be the key, which you, I, you're hearing a lot of from a lot of different blogs and things around there because this is hormonal. The key is making sure that your body feels full so that it's releasing the hormones that don't stimulate weight retention or weight gain, but also then adding adequate protein to to meet your uh, weightlifting needs. And if you're if you're doing you know heavy lifting uh, with bodybuilding, you're going to find that those protein needs will go up. and and it will be higher, yeah, than the than the than the average person, and that has to be calculated on your the amount of exercise you're doing uh, and your overall height uh, and then ideal body weight in that regard. And it's a balance point. I have I have some bodybuilders, um, some very elite bodybuilders that have found they actually have to add a bit more carb into their system. Yeah. That's where they're doing like 20 grams per meal rather than 20 grams per day right. uh, with a, with more protein to, to maintain that. And I suspect what's happening, no one's actually shown this, but I suspect what's happening is when you go from a low fat lifestyle to a low carb lifestyle, there's a shift in the, in the brown fat, to, or the yellow fat to the brown fat. And there's this transition period as your body's changing its fat types where people will actually see a bit of, of, of weight gain before before they see weight, weight or fat loss and leanness start to kick in. And, um, that's what I think we're seeing. No one's been able to really do do any any studies on that, but I suspect that's what's happening because when you start using ketones as your primary fuel, your body actually increases the number of brown fat cells to cycle that fat through, and that's what we're starting to see. And I think that by slightly elevating the carbohydrate and the protein levels with um, these elite bodybuilders, that's where they see that real, that balance point. But it's slightly different for every person, so it's really kind of a, 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 a experiment with yourself on on yeah. where where that happy medium. And I've even heard some criticisms from people that don't like ketogenic diets uh, talking about athletes. Oh, see, they carb, they eat carbs on the race day. I'm like, yeah, they're fat adapted. That gives them that kind of burst of energy to get through the race. In fact, at Low Carb Breckenridge, one of the experts there, I was on a Q&A panel with Dr. Mark Kukazella. Do you know Mark? I don't know him, but I've followed you know some of his him. work. Yeah, I yeah. know of him. Yeah, I know so, of him. Yeah. yeah, so he was on the panel and somebody asked about athletics and, and carbs. And he's like, guys, 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 we have to stop 
real uh, thinking that carbs are bad in that context because the right amount of carbs for that athlete, and he's specifically a runner, so especially for runners, not like uh, Savannah with the weightlifting, but for runners, I mean, those extra carbs, you're still going to be in a very fat uh, adaptation uh, to be able to fuel your workout. And it just gives you that little bit of a boost of energy um, for the race. So I, I think strategic carbs is kind of probably a good phrase to put out there. Um, and that it it doesn't mean the ketogenic diet isn't working. It just means this is an adjunct for a specific purpose for these athletes. I like that. You know, strategic carbs is great. The challenge is that you, 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 you and I say that now all of a sudden everyone, including every couch potato out there, is going to start using Let's strategic start eating carbs. carbs. Jimmy Moore and Adam Nally said so. I'm going to use my strategic <laughs> carbs while I watch the Daytona 500. Does Little <laughs> Debbie count as strategic carbs? <laughs> you did not hear any of that from us, I promise you. <laughs> no, you didn't. What kind of carbs are we talking about? Sweet potatoes? Yeah, you're, you're talking about some some complex carbohydrates from real food, food so sweet potato, um, even white potato, I suppose, even white potato. Yeah, and so I don't, you know, or even a piece of of whole grain bread um, or fruit, maybe using even fruit. Yeah. yeah, or an orange. You know, you, there's nothing wrong with you know, you, you if you're playing for three hours straight and you eat an orange, that's not going to hurt you. No. Yeah. Well, Savannah, thank you for that question. Hopefully it helps you out. And to your question about is the fat loss slower? Um, you don't have a lot of fat to lose, my dear. So, uh, yes. And you may not even see it show up on the weight, uh, the scale weight. Uh, she may stay 135 pounds of solid muscle because going ketogenic actually helps you put on and maintain muscle mass really well. So she may see the scale weight not even change. And yet those physical body composition things will change to maybe get that 29 percent body fat down to, say, 24. And that's really good. Yeah, it is. It is for a woman. All right, Savannah, thank you. We're up to the third featured question of the day. This one's from Jason, Jimmy and the Doc. I love the show. Listen to each episode at least twice. Oh, God bless you. I don't even do that. <laughs> That's impressive. There's so much good information in all of them. I've been following keto for the past three months. I've been seeing great results so far. Even though all the meatheads in the gym have preached eating carbs to me for years, I am, a I am able to gain muscle and get leaner at the same time while in ketosis, and I've never felt better better. For years, gym rats have loaded our bodies with supplements that we uh, take pre-workout, during workout, and post-workout. When I started keto, I, I quit using all supplements because I was unsure how they would impact me. Now I have coffee with coconut oil and butter along with an egg yolk as a pre-workout snack. I feel amazing in the gym. It makes me question the hundreds of dollars I've spent on all those pre-workout powders. So my question for you guys is this. Would there be any benefit to adding back in some creatine pre-workout or any other supplement to enhance my workouts or is a ketogenic diet alone sufficient for seeing the results that I desire? The internet is full of so many contradictory information, uh, so much contradictory information about this that I'm just confused about what to do. I'm excited to hear your thoughts about this. I appreciate all the work you two are doing. Thanks again, Jason. So Jason's question, uh, another exercise question, is there any benefit to adding back in workout supplements to my exercise while eating keto? 
You know, that's a great question. And, and if, <clears throat> when, when people come to me, the first thing I tell them is, you know, if you're already doing keto, keto on, keep doing it, keep mm-hmm. following a ketogenic diet um, it, and do that for a few months and see how you do it. Because that alone often will, will, will presume, produce results you're looking for. Um, if you're looking for, for notable gain in muscle size, we know that adding creatine can actually help, but creatine does actually have some effect in kicking you out of ketosis. And that's been shown in a couple studies. What's it doing? Um, what, what, what is the mechanism as to why it does that? It, it, it's it acts it's a it, it acts like a protein source so it actually can increase it can spike uh, an insulin because of what it does as an amino acid source yeah. in some small amounts now if it's a small amount and you're using it, it it's probably not a big deal especially if you're a, a gym rat like Jason is then you know, he may he may not even see any change with that and it may be okay um, but if you're the if you're the average guy that doesn't work out um, then adding creatine you know because you're working out once a week is probably going to actually kick you out of ketosis and do more than good. But if you're in the gym five, six days a week, that's a different story. Second thing is adding a small amount of branch chain amino acids to your diet if your diet, for whatever reason, is missing them. Yeah. But if you're following a, a, a real good ketogenic diet, you may not need any more of those branch chain amino acids. And they can kick you out of and ketosis thir- too. Yeah, they can. Now, some of the exogenous ketone forms actually have branched chain amino acids in them. So if you're using that as a, as a method to get into ketosis, then that, that may be all you need as well. So yeah. those are three potential things that you could do as supplements that you might consider. Um, but I, like I say, I tell people, you know, give it, a, give it a one to three months, just following the ketogenic diet alone, and then see if you need to add something on. And then when you do add it on, add it on one at a time, test yourself, test your ketone levels, uh, you know, measure yourself, see how your weight's doing, check your, check your, uh, your fat compositions, and, and see what those additions of each of those are doing to you individually, because they'll, they, they'll, we're not we're not all the same. We are individuals and what? there will be some what? genetic variability <laughs> Who knew? to how you handle creatine versus me. So right. so so t- test yourself. I can tell you, I took creatine a couple of years after I had my initial Atkins weight loss in 2004. Around 2006, seven, I was going to the gym and hitting it really hard and, and with the weights. And uh, the trainer said, we're going to blow you up, you know, and get your muscles. So he said, you got to start taking creatine. So I took it and I blew up, okay, about 20, uh, 20 pounds in a, in a month. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I reacted very badly to creatine. And I don't think I ever took off those 20 pounds that came on from taking that supplement um, so the mechanism that he explained was, well, it blows up your muscles with water so that you can kind of like work your way into the muscles. I, you know, trainers, they'll say whatever to get you <laughs> motivated. But. Well, that's that's what the uh, you know, the, the, the research shows that when they actually measured a muscle uh, uh, in a person that's been using creatine versus one that had not, the muscle itself just retained more water. That's all right. it was. And so size wise, it retained more water. But creatine is a is a protein and it stimulates insulin yeah. in response to it. And so now for you those tell of me us, you and I that are so sensitive. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's going to it's going to cause weight gain, too. And that's yeah. the problem. And so it was fat. So, yeah, it'll be fat because yeah. insulin's driving fat, fat retention. It'll do that too. So be careful yeah. with it. Had I known then what I know now, doc. <laughs> oh, you and me both. I know. Yeah. It's, I, w- uh, I want to go back to like five-year-old Jimmy Moore and just slap him outside the head. Listen, son, I got, I got to tell you something. It's going to change your life. If you just listen to me now. <laughs> well, you know, it, the neat thing that I see, I, I'm a family doc, so I see families. And so the challenge or the challenge, but the, the, the exciting thing is that we have parents that are coming in that if we teach them principles about how to eat and exercise appropriately, those naturally go on to their kids because, you know, those, those, um, 
activities you follow at home uh, end up being things your kids see and observe and watch. And so just naturally, if you're eating correctly and you're teaching uh, appropriate respect of food. And and one of the challenges that we've had in our house is my wife said, I don't want to demonize carbohydrates. Right. Uh, they're not bad, but we just need to realize that, you know, with unfortunately the Nally genetics, you're going to be more sensitive to fat gain if you're eating lots of carbs. And so we want to create a healthy respect for the different food types and what they mean. And, and as we pass that on to our children, um, we're going to see much healthier generations of children. Well, and teaching what food actually is, I, I would dare say most uh, westernized societies today, they think Doritos and Coca-Cola and Ding Dongs and those kind of things are all food. And I, I call those things food like disease agents. I think if we got back to teaching kids what real food is, which is why I'm a huge proponent of moms and dads teaching their kids how to like grow their own food and have chickens and animals and that, that serve as food. They know where the food comes from. Then you have a greater respect for what you're sticking in your mouth. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Jason, for that question. And we're up to the Keto Talk mailbox. And this one comes from Dennis. Hi, Jimmy and the Doc. I love your podcast because you guys do such a great job. Keep it up. I've been eating keto for about a year. And during the first six months, I felt great, lost body fat and built a lot of muscle. But I started getting a burning sensation that would begin in my legs and then spread throughout my body. I've been measuring when this feeling comes on and when my blood glucose is in the 80s to low 90s. The symptoms are much less severe. I consume spinach with lots of butter, ground beef, eggs and salami to get those blood sugar readings. Sounds like a great diet. However, when my blood glucose is in the 100 to 120 range, the burning sensation is much Worse, what makes my blood sugar reach this level is a cup of eggplant and zucchini. Wow, he's really sensitive to carbohydrates if he's eating those and getting that kind of reading. I'm not sure what could be causing this, and I live in an area where ketone testing equipment is not available. Could there be a relationship between the higher blood sugar readings and this burning sensation? Thank you in advance for the help, Dennis. So Dennis has uh, the intriguing question of the day, Doc. What could be causing a burning sensation in my body when my blood glucose goes higher during keto? And I guess my question to you to clarify that is, is the higher blood sugar levels even related to the burning sensation? It, 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 well, this is interesting. So I have three words for Dennis. Stop eating eggplant. Um, <laughs> and let me, let me explain why. It is. Well, it's a nightshade. Oh, it, yes. It falls into the nightshade class. It's really, it's a fruit in, discri- in disguise. Um, eggplant is not a vegetable. Worst it's a fruit. fruit ever. <laughs> yes. It's going to raise your blood sugar. And then because of the nightshade effect, it actually causes a large histamine response in many people. And that's where the burning is, is there. Now, if you have any diabetic neuropathy at all, that increased histamine is going to amplify the burning that comes from the uh, the, the eggplant. Um, it gives you a whole new meaning to uh, the, the term feel the burn when you eat your eggplant. Feel um, the burn. Feel the burn. Yeah, you, you, you're going to have to see if it kicks you out of ketosis, but I suspect that it is because you're both getting the fruit response from the eggplant. You're getting a large histamine response, which is a stress response, which is actually kicking in the neuropathy or a form of neuropathy. And there's actually uh, diet, there's actually literature uh, reports of people getting burning with the use of eggplant because of the large histamine and nightshade effect that comes from eggplant. Um, I find eggplant is extremely gas producing in many people. So it's like, it's like we don't use it in my house at all. I can do sound effects Um, here, but I'm going to leave that to the imagination of the listeners. Yes. We'll leave. So, so you can, you can experience flatulence and burning all at the same time. I would avoid the flatulence. That's the hashtag of the week. You guys hashtag burning flatulence. 
So tell Dennis, Dennis, uh, take the eggplant and give it to the neighbor you don't like. Oh, that's funny. And I didn't, I never knew eggplant was a fruit. That's funny. Uh, avocado. It's kind of like avocado. What's avocado? Oh, it's a fruit, but eggplant, it, everybody thinks that's a vegetable. Mama used to make uh, eggplant Parmesan when we were kids. Oh, we, my, my, my family did too. And I had a neighbor down the street that made eggplant Parmesan all the time. And, and we always knew because the kids would be playing outside and we'd say, what's going on? Dad had egg, dad, dad, dad had eggplant last night. We're not in the house today. <laughs> oh my cruciferous vegetables and eggplant. <laughs> Stay away like the plague. Very much so. Dennis, thank you for that question. Let us know if uh, taking the eggplant out, maybe adding a few more zucchini, maybe some some uh, spaghetti squash, something that's uh, a little more low carb, ketogenic friendly vegetable uh, makes the difference. Because I, yeah, something was raising that blood sugar, and the eggplant seems to be a culprit there. Oh yeah. Well, we're up to the iTunes review portion of the show, and we have two of them here today. The first uh, review is from Fossil Rabbit. So many thanks. I've heard about the ketogenic diet on another podcast that explores brain health primarily. The other podcast featured an interview with our mutual friend, Dominique D'Agostino. I was intrigued after hearing the interview and landed on this podcast. It is one of the best things that has happened to my health and my life in general. I can't thank Jimmy and the doc uh, enough. The positive impact of your podcast on my life is beyond measure so many thanks wow what a great review thank you fossil rabbit wow. thank you and the second one is from elisa 007 oh, bond james bond in love she says i love getting our geeking out each week to all the amazing info thank you jimmy and doc nally for all you do we are listening and you are changing lives well thank you guys for those great reviews definitely head on over to itunes and you yourself you ketonian listening right now can leave us a review just type in keto jimmy moore adam nally you're gonna find it i promise you and leave us your review it doesn't take very long just type it in and you're done Visit our website, KetoTalk.com. That is it, Doc, for episode 56 here on Keto Talk. And again, people can support us by going over to KetoTalk.com, click on the donate button, or you can go to PayPal.me slash KetoTalk if you want to make a donation, if you find value in what we do here. We work hard to try to bring you really good information. The Doc brings his A-game every week. Uh, even when I'm a little sleep deprived, I try to fake like I'm in my A-game. <laughs> It was an A game, even sleep deprived. I mean, you must be in ketosis. I am Jimmy. totally in ketosis, man. So anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm a weary ketonian today, but ketonian nonetheless, better than a sad diet. True. All day, even my best day on the sad diet can't even come close to my worst day as a ketonian. You can quote oh. me on that one. <laughs> there's a there's the there's a quote. There's quote. my quote of the day. My my web guy's gonna go. That's what I'm pulling out. That's that's the quote. Well, that one, oh yeah. <laughs> Although we have to get back to the list. He really likes when you do lists. So we'll have to come up with a question you where you have like four lists. or five different lists. So we try to put those on social media. Anyway, we're out of time, you guys. Episode fifty six in the can. Visit us next Thursday when we're back with another episode of Keto Talk. So until then, Adam, we'll see you then. See you then. You've been listening to Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc. Visit our website, ketotalk.com, for full show notes for this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, then head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Keto Talk. We'll see you again soon. Thank you.